welcome into Live from the Hive here in the basement of Cosgrove at the Buzz office in the Hive. I am Ryan Schistel alongside David Meyer, Bailey Winfrey, and Sierra Mari. And to get this show started off, David and I are going to be talking about St. Ambrose sports that have been going on this past week. David, let's start with baseball. You and I were at the baseball game on the 21st at home against Kelly Met St. Joseph. The Fighting Bees lose that one 6-7, and I know you still have a slight bit of anger towards the umpires and that one, especially the home plate ump who called your roommate Tyrese out at the plate. That would have been the tying run. However, the Bees do bounce back, and they win at Trinity International, or I'm sorry, at home against Trinity International in a doubleheader on the 23rd. The first game was 5-4, to four, and the second game was 11 to nothing and seven innings. So first off, let's start off with that six to seven loss. Our first time at Modern Woodman, beautiful park. What do you? What did you think about that game? I mean, overall, it was a very fun game to watch. I I love baseball in every facet, uh, but it was it was really taken over by the umpires in an unfortunate way. Uh, a lot of question questionable calls both ways uh the strike zone was completely out of whack uh and then that call you alluded to um sending Tyrese Morgan on a single into the outfield a an aggressive call but i believe the right one especially uh Tyrese definitely has the wheels to make that play uh and just just a bad call not positioned well to make the call and i don't think the catcher and looking back on it i don't think the catcher really gave him a lane to the plate so it it's a questionable call on a number of levels but uh the pitching was good they definitely well the pitching was okay yeah Um, joey turek was really working fast and he was missing his spots a lot and at least to start off kind of got himself going in the right groove in the third fourth innings and the beast didn't even get a base hit or a runner on base until the bottom of the fifth. Yeah, um, their uh, comment St. Joseph's pitcher was definitely dealing um, until he hit Cooper Huckabone, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, just it was it was a good game to watch. It was a lot of fun. Um, I definitely look forward to the next time we get out to Modern Woodman to call another baseball game. Well, then let's talk about the second game that I had mentioned or the first game of the doubleheader here on Saturday. It started at 10 o'clock in the morning. It was against Trinity International, and the Bees win 5-4 to four in Game 1. Michael Dudak on the mound. He goes 5 and 2 thirds innings, giving up 7 hits, 4 runs all earned, 3 walks, 4 strikeouts. A pretty good day for him, but it was Nick Hernandez who came in to get the win, pitching the last 1-1 and one third inning giving up no hits, no runs, walking one, striking out none. So really a measly stat line, I guess you could say. But he does get the win out of the bullpen. He goes. He is now 5-0 and on the year. And I know what you're thinking. Why only seven innings, double headers in college, seven innings. So like I said, Hernandez goes to 5-0 and in the year. But really to me, the hitter in this first game of the doubleheader – that got things going was Adrian Ziatara, who went two for four, but he scored three runs himself, but he did leave two on base. 
yeah, you want to get uh, get those guys home when you have the chance. Runners on. Uh, you never want to leave runners on. But it's it's just going to happen sometimes. Uh, and really, as that leadoff guy, uh, it's not entirely your job to be someone to uh, knock guys in. You're not going to get a whole lot of RBIs. But when you get the chance, you want to uh, get those runs while you can. In the second game of that doubleheader, the Bees win again, 11 to nothing. That game goes to full seven. The Bees score 11 runs on 10 hits and no errors, whereas Trinity International scored zero runs on a measly three hits and two errors. We saw a few errors in the game that we called, and that really was part of the reason the Bees kind of tore up on the defensive side of the game. So, you know, having two errors put up on the other team's side has to feel good for the Fighting Bees. Yeah, it's always helpful to get those uh, those free hits, uh, essentially free hits, uh, guys on base, whenever you can, by any way, walks, hit by pitch, errors, a guy on base, that's all that matters. Kind of kind that money ball strat, it's all about getting on base. So then we take it down to Edgerton, Kansas, where the men's and women's lacrosse teams were both in the KCAC tournament play and we'll start with the women's team they won at home on the 16th against Culver Stockton with a decisive 17 to 2 game but then they go down to Kansas in the quarter or I'm sorry in the semifinals and play Mobap Mobap a great team beat the Bees originally when they played but the Bees get the better of Missouri Baptist in the semifinals and win 10 to 9 in that one which was definitely a big momentum boost going into that championship game. Yeah, a big win for the Bees. Get some revenge uh, in the postseason. The postseason is where it matters. That is, that's the end-all, be-all of, of every sport. It, it doesn't matter how you perform in the regular season if you win the championship. Unfortunately, the Queen Bees of the lacrosse field would end up losing 20-6 to against Benedictine in the championship. And, David, you and I tracked earlier on the NAIA website, the Queen Bees will not be making it down to the national championships in Pensacola. Um, everybody thought they were still a bubble team and that they had a chance. They sure thought they had a chance, but they just miss. Yeah, unfortunately, that uh, brings an end to their season. Definitely... Uh, definitely tough way to end the season, uh, especially with such high hopes, a great record, uh, beating a team that you lost to in the regular season, kind of showing, all right, we've we've evolved, we've gotten better since the season, uh, but you just, just can't pull it out in the end, and unfortunately, that's going to be the end to their season. And then you look over to the men's side of lacrosse, once again, like I said, also in conference tournament play, they get a bye in the quarterfinals due to the fact that they were the number one team in the conference and the number one team in the nation. Um, they play in the semifinals against Columbia College and win that one 17-13. And to me, when I was watching parts of the stream or just checking up on the live scoreboard while we were at Modern Woodman or after the game, the Bees 
I feel like that score makes it look a lot closer than the game actually was because the Bees had a few commanding leads. Yeah, they were definitely in control. It's one of those games where uh, the score makes it look a lot closer than the game actually was. You give up uh, a couple goals late uh, in garbage time, essentially, where it doesn't matter as much. Um, you have some backups in, and that those goals don't really matter. Uh, and and you get the win. That's really that's really all that matters. Unfortunately, though, the Bees men's lacrosse team perfect season comes to an end in the conference championship again. St. Ambrose losing to Benedictine eight to ten. So a very close game. Benedictine kind of has the advantage, seeing as though the conference tournament was being held at their stadium, so they didn't have to travel far like St. Ambrose did, and. It's devastating that they can't bring home a conference plaque and finish out a perfect season going into nationals. Yeah, unfortunately, you uh, you can't win the uh, conference championship, but you're still going to nationals. Um, it's it it's it stings. It's not great, but you're going to nationals. That's what matters. Um, you well. We we hope we assume we the, assume that the NAIA uh, has not posted the official bracket for the national championships of men's lacrosse. The bees, like I said, we're the number one team in the nation. So I feel like even though they come in second in the conference, that should definitely give them enough to really put them into the national championship tournament. Yeah, I I completely agree. They should. Uh, I, I think they should be a decently high seed in that tournament, hopefully. We'll see. We will hopefully have an update at least by next week. If, you know, they're in, the quarterfinals will start on May 11th for that. So we'll have to see, you know, what kind of happens. But hopefully the bees make it. And with that, sports is going to be over. And we here on Live from the Hive have a very special guest with us today. So we are going to hand a mic over and let him introduce himself now. Hello, my name is uh, Arun Pelukla. I'm a professor of management, associate dean for the College of Business uh, here at St. Ambrose University. I have a Doctor of Philosophy degree in Business Administration, have been working here at uh, SAU since 1999. I know, I'm kind of old here. Um, I'm also uh, married to a professor of finance, and we have uh, two daughters. And uh, in the community here, uh, we volunteer in uh, many different ways. Uh, currently, I'm serving as the uh, director on the board of RIA, Federal Credit Union, a $600 million uh, financial institution in the, in the Quad Cities here. So that's a little bit about me, uh, uh, my job, and my community, and my personal life here. So. so the first question for you will be coming from Bailey, so I'll hand the mic over to Bailey now. You uh, previously spoke to Brooke and I about a couple weeks ago, um, and you kind of uh, spoke about your research. Um, can you tell us and our listeners about the research you have done? Yes, uh, certainly. Um, uh, over the uh, last decade or so, um, my um, 
My, mainly my research area is uh, strategic management of organizations. Uh, in the last decade, uh, there are a couple of different uh, streams of research uh, in which uh, I and my uh, co-authors have published articles. One of them is uh, organizational visioning, and the second one is uh, growth of firms. So uh, just to give you a little bit, you know, we looked at how uh, organizational visions uh, come into place, even at St. Ambrose, for instance. If we say we have a vision, you know, who makes it, how does it come about? You know, those are the aspects we have uh, uh, researched. And uh, glad to say um, uh, some colleagues here at SAU and uh, me published some articles that have received uh, uh, recognition. This is uh, award-winning um, theoretical research. And the other one is um, uh, on, on growth of firms. How do firms grow? Uh, we know there are a lot of firms that start small and then they uh, tend to grow very large. Uh, example, Amazon. Um, on the other hand, there are many other organizations that do not grow. I mean, they fail uh, fairly quickly. In fact, many firms go out of business in the first three years, right? More than 50%. And so uh, what makes some firms grow and some firms not so? Uh, that's another one, and that one's uh, most recent, uh, published in the, uh, we probably know, the Harvard Business Review. Uh, so uh, those are the two areas. And a new area that I have uh, uh, been working on, nothing published yet, but uh, hopefully I will, uh, and that is uh, in the area of political ideology. So just to give you an idea, you know, does the political ideology of a supervisor uh, affect the valuation she uh, or he uh, gives her or his subordinates. So the subordinate does the same work, but uh, if uh, it happens that the supervisor is uh, uh, more conservative versus liberal or vice versa, uh, would that uh, uh, supervisor give a better or worse evaluation of that individual? So uh, research is underway, and uh, if you call me back, I don't know if you will, but if you do, then I can talk about it at next time. Of course. very. Thank you very much. Um, David Meyer is going to have the next question for you. All right. Uh, what kinds of undergraduate majors are offered in the College of Business here? Uh, can you speak in depth on what makes those business majors successful? Yes. Uh, first, let me list out uh, what is offered uh, by the College of Business. At the undergraduate level, uh, we offer degrees in accounting, economics, finance, management, human resource management, marketing, and sales. Uh, and the, at, the undergraduate, uh, at the graduate level, I mean, uh, Master of Accounting degree, Master of Business Administration degree, Master of Organizational Leadership, and the Doctor of Business Administration program. So these are the various degrees offered at the undergraduate and the graduate level. Uh, you also mentioned a little bit about, um, uh, say something about it in a little bit more in depth. So uh, let, me, let me say this. Uh, the business degree uh, here in uh, goes into some of the uh, models and um, uh, theories and also frameworks for getting the job done in organizations. So what I mean by that, uh, how do um, uh, companies raise money? How are, uh, how are projects evaluated? So the money goes to certain projects that produce the return. Uh, how do we keep track of uh, all that we do? Uh, these are all technical 
things, and there are accounting procedures that uh, uh, business majors have to learn uh, so they can uh, perform accordingly. But that's, a, that's not all that we teach. Uh, we also uh, have uh, courses in leadership, uh, in how to work in teams, and also thinking more than just simply uh, making a buck, right? So in other words, are there ethics involved? Uh, are there things such as uh, sustainability and uh, social responsibility of businesses or not? So those are some of the aspects that uh, we go into in our program. And we are happy to, I'm really happy to say that uh, some of our graduates that uh, went on and uh, be successful in their professions have uh, uh, told us those are satisfying aspects. So they can make a difference, not just make a dollar, right? So which is not nothing to sneeze at, but also um, uh, doing well and also doing good, right? So um, at the graduate level, um, at the graduate level, uh, you know, we uh, take the um, skill sets of uh, the grads that we have to a much higher level. Uh, as you know, that Master of Accounting degree or Master of Business Administration and the Master of Organization Leadership, they're all three different areas. Uh, whereas the accounting degree uh, focuses on the uh, accounting area leading up to um, a CPA designation, you know, uh, students are encouraged to uh, get that. And the Master of Business Administration degree provides the breadth uh, in terms of the business areas, uh, including the several areas that I mentioned already, finance, economics, management, and so on. Uh, and the uh, uh, Master of Organization Leadership does take a slightly different tack in terms of looking at how uh, people really at the very top, you know, how do they manage their organizations so they get more out of the organizations, as well as the employees are more satisfied with the work that they are doing in the organizations and so on. So all these require a lot more skill uh, at the, uh, uh, you know, as you go higher up in an organization. So those issues are looked at uh, in Master of Organization Leadership. Finally, I'm really happy to also say, uh, if you didn't know this, that our um, uh, we offer Doctor of Business Administration degree, which uh, uh, helps uh, students that want to be uh, scholars, uh, want to learn more, uh, conduct research, produce new knowledge. Uh, you know, it's been a long-standing program. It has uh, been ranked in the top uh, 10, more recently in the top five uh, DBA programs in the country. It's offered via Zoom, and um, uh, anybody can apply and, and get in there. So. Uh, those are the different aspects uh, at undergraduate and graduate level programs that are happening here in the College of Business. Uh, that's that's fantastic. I really like the point you made about not just making money, but making a like a positive impact in society with your business. Um, and then Sierra is going to ask you uh, the next question. So um, thank you for sharing those aspects about the undergraduates um, programs here. But I was wondering, so I know you teach in the master's program. Can you tell us more about MBA programs and what they might possibly add to your resume? Yes. If you're a, uh, st a student that is uh, considering uh, the MBA program, um, uh, this particular program is uh, most suitable uh, if you are a non-business degree. Holder. So if you have an undergraduate degree that's not in business, uh, 
I I would like you to consider the Master Business Administration program, uh, particularly if you uh, if you combine your degree uh, undergraduate degree that is not business with a business degree the combination of skills and the uh, uh, the knowledge base that you have uh, positions you very well for um, uh, uh, doing well in the organizations so let me give you an idea if you are an engineering um, undergraduate for instance and uh, you might go out and work uh, for a few years as an engineer for instance and then you come back to get a master's degree in business administration then you are able to combine your engineering uh, knowledge with the uh, uh, business knowledge and that is helpful to uh, make an impact at organizations that are bus uh, engineering organizations uh, that such as uh, John Deere that's uh, in, our, uh, in, our, in our area. So similarly, if you have uh, some background in uh, biology and then you are well suited then to, uh, uh, to work in an organization that is uh, biology based or health sciences based and so on. So uh, combining those two would be um, very handy. Uh, business and MBA program provides you that um, uh, breadth in business and also uh, the leadership skills to uh, get ahead. All right, going back to when you spoke to uh, Brooke and I previously, you kind of talked about how the College of Business was just named. Um, can you tell us about that and the significance of that naming on our campus? Fantastic. That's a very good question. Thank you. Uh, so uh, the College of Business has been um, uh, recently um, uh, received uh, a um, a large uh, what what should I say um, uh, donation. donation yeah so a, a donation uh, from one of our uh, graduates uh, her name is Patricia Juan Bruani and uh, the uh, uh, university has named the College of Business uh, uh, by her name so we are now called Patricia Juan Bruani College of Business. And uh, you're asking me about the significance of this. First, I want to say this. Uh, no offense to the two guys here, but first of all, this is one of the very few colleges of business that is named after a woman. And that is uh, very important, and we should note that. And uh, I want to say this. A college of business is open to everybody. And women, if you are listening, please, this is, uh, you know, how, how we um, uh, would like you here. Uh, second, um, it's also important because uh, this person, Patricia, uh, was our um, uh, MBA graduate, and uh, she has done extremely well in her profession, but uh, has considered St. Ambrose University um, uh, for her donation uh, because of the impact that it had on her and her professional success. As I just mentioned to you, uh, that uh, uh, the MBA program here uh, is a long-standing one. We were at one point in time the largest in the state of Iowa and also one of the earliest in the state of Iowa. And uh, an, a number of people have um, uh, graduated from this college and have been impacted. Many of them have been CEOs. Many of them have started their own businesses in their own right. And um, uh, Patricia is one of those that has gone on to um, uh, work in the industry at John Deere. Uh, and retired from there, and her um, uh, donation means uh, a lot uh, to uh, to us. Absolutely. That's a huge step for our campus as a whole, and especially for the women in the College of Business. 
Um, we have just a few short minutes left with you. Um, do you have anything else to add about campus, the Quad Cities, the College of Business, stuff like that? Yes, absolutely. Um, what I want to say is that the new uh, College of Business is on a roll. I say the new one, but I also want to remind you that uh, when St. Ambrose University started, not um, not as a university, but as a small college, uh, it started with uh, a seminary and also a commerce college. So from the very beginning, uh, the genesis of St. Ambrose, we had a college of business. But the new college of business is on a roll. The new McMillan Hall, for instance, is modern and it's high-tech and very much student-friendly. There are uh, facilities and services and rooms that are available for uh, students to uh, come and uh, learn. Uh, there are, there's a sales lab. Uh, there is a, a room dedicated for management classes for interactive sessions and so on. There's a finance lab that uh, uh, is ded dedicated to uh, financial aspects and so on. So uh, we are open for business. The new building is open. Uh, there are m other changes that are coming up. Um, you know, you will see that make it uh, uh, that that make it a priority uh, for uh, student success. So these will boost the success of our graduates. And um, uh, the College of Business here in the Quad Cities that you mentioned in our community, uh, it's a fantastic um, uh, institution uh, that that supports the community and. Uh, uh, we have seen in the success of our graduates who have gone on to uh, being CEOs and uh, those that have started their own businesses and also contributed immensely to uh, the communities where they live and operate. So I invite anyone who is interested in the College of Business to come and check out uh, the faculty, the students, and the building uh, uh, here on St. Ambrose campus. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, so we typically end out our shows with like a rapid fire question. And normally Brooke does those. So like a quick four or five word answer. What is your favorite building on campus? Uh, my favorite building is Ambrose Hall. There we go. My cord got caught a little bit. Uh, my favorite building is Galvin. I spend way too much time there. I should just move a bed in there. <laughs> um, when it is not Cosgrove Hall, which, like I said, we are in because I live in here, it's got to be Galvin. Probably Cosgrove, just because it's so, like, I don't know, it's so <laughs> dirty. <laughs> okay, well, unlike you guys, I think my favorite building is LeClaire Hall. I used to be in there all the time for the band program, and I've explored the basement of there a couple of times. So it's a very cool old building that I think encompasses the history of Ambrose. Alrighty, this has been the ninth episode of Live from the Hive, brought to you by KALA-FM in the St. Ambrose Department of Communications and Digital Media. Be sure to follow KALA on Instagram at KALA.FM and on Facebook at KALA Radio to see more on station events, giveaways, and station appearances brought to you by KALA. Catch us next week on 88.5 FM at 2.30 for more sports, campus information, and more. Thank you for listening and for your continued support. Student segments have been written by Bailey Winfrey, Ryan Schistel, David Meyer, Sierra Mari, Logan Howell, and Brooke Haas. Production by David Baker. Thank you. Thank you.